tech and art, two incredibly complex topics. One's associated with algorithms, math, numbers, and code, and the other is less predictable and more organic. But these two are very closely tied. Art has been used to advance our understanding of technology by visualizing designs, etc. for centuries. On the flip side, tech is certainly used to advance our means of creating art, from pen design to software to create art digitally. It's come a long, long way from like cave paintings of pigs. In this podcast, we will explore tech and art and design and how our development will impact art now and in the future. And today's episode is focused on a topic that I personally love and I'm really interested in, machine-generated art. Now, what do I talk about when I talk about machine-generated art? Well, it can be as simple as just a piece of software that can help you uh, create animation. For example, Adobe has uh, its own feature where you can draw your keyframes or the most important parts of your animation and it'll draw the in-between frames. Otherwise, just like the frames that go in between those uh, frames to make the motion more smooth, uh, which will save you a lot of time really in the end. And it's it's a very simple feature, but it, it, it's really helpful. But aside from just those more simple programs, uh, there's more complex things. Now, uh, Something that I'm going to be talking about a lot today is AI, or artificial intelligence. Now, what is artificial intelligence? Well, artificial intelligence uh, is defined by by Merriam-Webster as a branch of computer science dealing with the simulation of intelligent behavior in computers. Now, a subsect of artificial intelligence is machine learning. Now, a lot of uh, things use machine learning, for example, like Siri. Uh, Siri uses machine learning to uh, learn to understand uh, the phrases that you say to her and to interpret them as commands for her to uh, do. Uh, Other things that are similar to Siri are like Cortana, Alexa, but some uh, types of machine learning can actually be used to create or generate art. Now, machine learning One of the classes of machine learning is GAN, or Generative Adversarial Network. Now what this is, it's it's a machine learning framework uh, that contains two neural networks. Neural networks are basically just um, coding that is made to mimic like human neurons or like the human nervous system, uh, thus the name neural network. Now, there's two parts, the generative network and the discriminative network. So the generative network, it generates candidates from analyzing the data set that it's been given, while the discriminative network evaluates them. So uh, basically, the discriminative network tries to look at the generated examples and the data set, and it tries to tell which one is real and which one is generated to make sure that the generated images look as um, similar as possible to the real images. Now, one of these GANs, or Generative Adversarial Networks, has actually produced an artwork 
that was sold at an auction for $433,000, which is way more than the expected amount of $7,000 to $10,000. Uh, this artwork is called The Portrait of Edmond de Bellamy, and it was created by a group of French students called Obvious using a generative uh, GAN that was trained on 15,000 images of portraits from different time periods. Now another example of visual art created by machines is a sculpture created by artist David Quayola. Now he, used, uh, he uses a robot as well as algorith algorithmic uh, programming to recreate a statue of Loa Kwan and his sons, which is one of the most uh, revered and known works of art that has been uh, described as like a complete classic. And he reimagined re it using that software that he programmed, creating a completely unique version of this sculpture, uh, despite having like a few features that definitely are taken from the original. He describes his work as trying to look at art through the eyes of a machine. So far, we've looked at examples from artwork that was created or generated by a machine. But a particular artist named Mario Klingemann actually creates uh, art that comprises of the code as well. So the code is the one that uh, he uh, says has value because he says that the art isn't the code itself. I mean, the art isn't the images itself. That the code that he that the code generates, but it's the code itself, the algorithm, that uh, he expected to sell for about fifty thousand dollars. So the artwork is called Memories of a Passerby One, and it's, as I said, an algorithm, a code, hidden in a machine that is put inside what looks like an antique cabinet, that is connected to uh, two screens that will continue to generate. Um, portraits in real time. Another example of the coding itself being a part of the art is Deep Swamp, created by artist Tega Brain. Now the, the point of this is a sort of ecosystem uh, that has three different uh, programs, all with their own goals, such as creating an ideal environment, uh, creating a work of art, and one of them just simply wants attention. So using deep learning, they both um, adjust water levels, temperatures in this ecosystem uh, that it just keeps changing and, you know, it's, it's a sort of more interactive piece of art. So you can see how these uh, programs, like actions, reflect each of their goals. Now we've looked at a few pieces of visual art, but AI can do a lot more than that. It can even create text art, uh, text-based art, like writing, creative writing, and poetry. In fact, a website developed by Google that uses examples of classical poets uh, actually generates its own poems by uh, using 
prompts that the user can give to the poems. It uses like different writing styles, all inspired from the data set that it's been given. In fact, I'm going to give you an example right now. Uh, and keep in mind that this poem was only written, like the, the first, only the first verse was written by me. In this metal box my veins flow, cold and steel in my brainless art. Check of your power in my heart, see in my pride a sudden glow. Other than poetry, what other sort of writing can AI do? Well, AI can create entire scenarios based on your inputs. For example, AI Dungeon is a role-playing text-based adventure game that is free to play online that uses a TPN to, uh, to generate uh, like stories and text and scenarios based off of inputs. And it, the way that it uh, is able to generate these is by scanning thousands and thousands of text uh, on the internet, basically. And it actually creates for some incredible situations because, you know, using machine learning and also by just uh, development in AI, it's able to create even better stories, be able to remember uh, certain occurrences that you inputted in better. And it's also able to make like actual jokes using like something that's established earlier or even just from how unpredictable AI can be. So, you know, with all this AI uh, generated writing and art, it may be hard to sort of define what art even means anymore. Because usually when you think about art, you think about how someone poured their memories into it or maybe they poured their emotions into it. But like as a machine, you don't really associate them with having any of those. Really, uh, as it is, AI is an amazing tool, especially in saving time. Like I said earlier, it can create in-between frames to create smoother animation, but with like less time. And you know, softwares that even don't relate to art, there's a certain AI that can actually track the shape of your body, so it can create so we can isolate that uh, video footage of you. So you don't even have to use a green screen anymore. So that'll make video production much easier. Basically, AI can be incredibly helpful for the more mundane things. But when it comes to, you know, more uh, complex works of art, like, as I said earlier, a lot of them rely on human input, be it through, like, looking at other works of art to create a certain work of art, or even needing inputs to really build off of to create a whole story. Basically, AI is an amazing tool, but I really don't think that in the near future it'll be able to create anything really coherent. And human, hum, humans will always have to bear the responsibility of creating art because you know we are the ones with the experience and the emotions that we really need to pour into art.